0: Second. Uh, yeah. Brother being X and
1: young Connie kind of Down. Said i
2: finna go. Brother being X and young Connie Dime. I'm
3: finna go wow. live. Oh. Kind of live Cut my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a lead, so I went to the die, finna go live. Put my 9 to 5, finna go home boys, finna be a vibe, finna be a vibe, vibe, they say take a leap, so I went and took a dive, went took a dive, to do for self on my own, bossed up, got a car and a home, and I did it on my phone, I'ma show you how to get it strong, get the bag, and it don't take long, and you don't need a loan need a boss or a master Get the right team and it's faster This a new chapter Gotta learn the business in the game Every day new money, new change Adapt to the lane It ain't about the bread but the brain Work hard, play hard, new fame No more chains, chains. Yeah. No more chains, yeah. I'm finna go live, put my nine to five Finna go home, boys finna be a vibe Finna be a... Vibe, vibe, they say take a leap, so I went to took a dive I'm finna go live put my 9 to 5 Finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe Finna be a vibe, vibe, they say take a leap, so I went to took a dive I'm
2: finna, I'm finna go live on IG Sorry, but a 9 to 5 is not me, me. I'ma do what's up until I D.I.E. You already know the vibe when I speak Do not sleep, cause the 20 months made 91K What you doing 40 hours, I can do in one day Digital real estate that I own, all I need is Wi-Fi. I show you how to do it. You got a gift inside you, but you never knew it. Let me put you in the game. I've been a coach. Everything I do is dope, man. I'm finna, I'm finna go, go live. put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys.
3: Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leap, so I went to took a dive. I'm finna go live. put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leap, so I
2: went and took a dive. Went and took a brother being ex in young time to die brother being ex in young
4: time to die
3: Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Shout out to Sister T. Simmons. I mean, I seen her up there jamming like a mug to the song, man. Y'all make sure y'all go download Quit My 9 to 5 by Brother Ben X and Coach Khan, Young Kahn kind of 9. Now, don't quit your 9 to 5 if you ain't got no plan. But if you got a plan, hey, man, and you want to get off the plantation if that's what it feels like, Put together a plan and work your plan. So today, uh, we got Sister Tomorrow in here today. Oh, man, we got the crew and this bad boy in here today, don't we? Okay, okay. Let's go and we're going to talk about um, uh, uh, doing for self from from begging to building. Wow, doing for self from begging to building going to have uh brother Neri giving us a nice 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 lecture today. Make sure y'all take notes. This may be a two-part series, so make sure you take notes and be ready to share at the end if you are on the Zoom. If y'all are watching elsewhere, um YouTube, Facebook and you want to come tune in and be able to give your feedback at the end, go to www.thepowercall.net. We are live typically Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central Time. Again, www.thepowercall.net. And what is the Power Call? The Power Call is where we study some aspects of the teachings of self-improvement. And at the end of that, we just share the dialogue of what stood out to us. Okay, so let's get started.
4: Thank him for traveling 9,000 miles by himself. We thank him for leaving paradise to come to the wilderness or the hells of North America to seek and save a people that were lost. We thank him for not only coming and laying down a demonstration, but for raising up in the midst of us the best friend that the black man and woman have ever had on earth other than God himself. I'm talking about a Georgia-born black man by the name of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. We thank Allah for him. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad serves as the material witness that we can, in fact, be put back on top of civilization again. For he, the honorable Elijah Muhammad, when he first met Master Farad Muhammad, only had a dime in his pocket. When he first met Master Farad Muhammad, he only had a third grade education in the white man's world. When he first met Master Farad Muhammad, he had a little drinking problem, was on welfare, some say laid on the railroad tracks on the brink of suicide. But after being taught for three years and four months, he went from a man that only had a third grade education to being so wise that no scholar or scientist in the known world have ever been able to defeat one idea from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's supreme wisdom teaching. He went from a man that was on the brink of suicide to being the savior of millions of us. He went from a man that might have had a little alcohol problem to being the reason why we in here sober right now. Am I telling the truth? He went from a black man that only had a dime in his pocket to building an $80 million empire in the midst of his enemy. All praises are due to Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and we wouldn't be talking about those two were it not for this special one who in my humble opinion is the spiritual DNA of both Master Farad Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad packaged in one human being he is the most beautiful and the most dutiful human being I ever seen walking the earth and I'm talking about our great teacher and guide the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan It is in their holy and righteous name, my sisters, my brothers, that I greet you in the greeting words of peace of Assalamu Alaikum. To student minister Ishmael Muhammad, to the executive council, to the national laborers, to the cadre of the sons and daughters of thunders that are always hurling truth at falsehood. From this rostrum until we knock out its brains to all of the frontline soldiers that make sure that the flag of freedom, justice and equality never hits the ground at Mos Marion. to the believers of Mohammed Mos number 74 back in Indianapolis, Indiana who are striving hard working in the cause to make sure that the word of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is in fact made bond. Thank you so much for all that you have done in all that you do and in all that you will do to help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan free the people of God. Today, mighty believers, brothers, sisters, guests, we have taken up a subject titled Do for Self, From Begging to Building. I said from begging to building. Now, in the 60s, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad made this revolutionary statement to the world when he told us as a people, do for self or suffer the consequences. Well, we can rest assured that if a man that started off as a messenger of God but has matured much farther beyond that, we can rest assured that if he said that over 50 years ago, then it wouldn't take 50 years for consequences to start kicking in. So in the year 2015, if we were to add an update to said statement by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, we could say today, black man and woman do for self, or we will continue to suffer the consequences. Would you agree? When he dropped this great statement, do for self, this was a catastrophic blow to the Lazarus logic that had crippled black people, and this was a catastrophic blow to spookism. These are two major mental illnesses that black people suffer from. I said the Lazarus logic. Number one, and number two, spookism. Lazarus' logic says that according to the book of Luke, there was a beggar that laid at the gate of a rich man. And all he desired was crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And while he was out there at the gate begging for the crumbs that fell from the rich man, that's a bad condition. Because if you're getting crumbs, that's bad. But it goes from bad to worse if you're waiting for the crumbs to fall from his table. That means not only are we getting the minimum, but we are getting the minimum that accidentally just happens to fall off the table. That's a bad state of condition. Lazarus, while he was at the rich man's gate, begging for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table, It never dawned on him that, wait a minute, I could have my own gate. Wait a minute, I could have my own house. Wait a minute, I could have my own kitchen, my own stove. I could have my own land that produced my own wheat. I can turn that wheat into flour and turn that flour into bread and I don't have to wait for crumbs that fall from the white, I mean the rich man's table. I can go to work doing for self and make a whole loaf of bread for me. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that sometimes when you read about an individual in the scripture, you're not really reading about a person. Sometimes you're reading about a people. Did y'all hear me? So when you read about Moses, some aspects in one dimension, when you read about him, it's talking about Moses as a person that lived 4,000 years ago. But it's also talking about the modern-day Moses that will live 4,000 years after that Moses. Did y'all hear me? We know it's got to be the truth because if you take the word Moses and translate it into Arabic, the word Moses becomes Musa. And Musa is M-U-S-A, letting us know that the real Moses is not a 4,000-year-old prophet in Egypt, but the real Moses is to come up right in the United States of America. And that man is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. He is that man. However, Moses does not just represent a person. Moses also can represent a people. When we look at the story of Moses, we find that it is parallel to the story of black people. Y'all don't hear me. According to the Bible, they say Moses was put into a basket by his mother, and sent up the Nile River. Okay, y'all didn't go to Sunday school. Did anybody go to Sunday school? Okay, all right. Do y'all remember the story? His mother put him in a basket, right? Sent him up the Nile River. After he got up the Nile River, Pharaoh's daughter found him. And Pharaoh's daughter raised Moses. And Pharaoh was the enemy of Moses. But the enemy of Moses' daughter raised Moses in her house, gave him their religion, gave them their diet. Is that the truth? Well, tell me that didn't happen to black people. Don't they call Africa the motherland? So the mother putting Moses in a basket, sending them up the Nile River, could parallel to the motherland of Africa, allowing us to be put in not a basket, but a slave ship. Sent up the Nile River to get across the Atlantic Ocean, and then we got raised by the children of England, the daughter of Pharaoh. Taught their religion. Is that right? Made to eat their diet. What about the story of Abraham and Hagar? You think that Abraham could be the friend of God, the father of the righteous, and then at the same time bring birth to uh, or have his handmaiden bring birth and then kick her out and leave her and her child out there without no help? That's not the way of a messenger or a prophet. That's not talking about Abraham. That's a sign of the black man and black woman's relationship. For it is the black man that has produced babies and have left their mothers in the wilderness of North America crying for help like Hagar was. Did y'all hear me? Even Jesus can be broken down to being a sign of the black man and woman. Did y'all hear me? According to the Bible, it says that when Jesus was crucified, that on one side he had a thief and on the other side he had a robber when you look at the position of Africa on one side you got England and on the other side you got America one is the English white man that stole us from the motherland and two the American white man that robbed us of our name our culture our religion our moral ways our folk ways our norms And our God, while Jesus was on the cross, it said that his hands were bound. His feet were nailed. He had a crown of thorns in his head and blood dripped from his head. Is that the truth? Well, tell me that hasn't been the condition of black people. We've been nailed to Christianity. And ever since we've been in Christianity, our hands have been nailed. Meaning what? We're not fighting the enemy? And we're not building for self. Feet are nailed, meaning we're not going where we need to be going. And the crown of thorns represents miseducation, being lied to. And now, just as blood is the physical life fluid of the physical body, so is the knowledge of man, God, and self, the life fluid of man. So we have been losing the knowledge of self ever since we've been here. Well, Lazarus could also be a, 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 not an individual, but a people. In fact, if you take the word Lazarus and break it down, it says lazy or us. Y- y'all didn't hear what I just said. Lazy or us. So Lazarus is not an individual that lived thousands of years ago. Lazarus is a sign of a mental condition that is embodied by a group of people that are refusing to do for self, therefore begging for crumbs that fall from the white man's table, instead of getting our own table, our own land, growing our own wheat, taking that wheat, making flour, making our own bread. We've been suffering the consequences. Are y'all still all right? So when he said do for self, that renegotiated the mind's focus to stop waiting for a reparations check. Stop waiting for some benevolent white man in the White House or a benevolent black man in the White House. To do for us what we got to get up and do for self. It caused us to reshift our energy instead of wasting so much time protesting and marching and sitting in and begging in. Did y'all hear me? That's one of our biggest problems right now. We waste too much energy trying to get white people to do better by us. We spend 90% of our time and energy trying to integrate into a system that God has already judged. And only 10% of our time trying to build something for self. But when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, do for self, we that believed in him said, I'm not protesting. What the hell do we look like standing outside of Nordstrom? Talking about, "Uh um God, well, we want black power. How can they give you something that they don't even have? You don't need to stand outside some white corporation to get black power. God already gave it to us. Activate it and let us be successful. All praise is due to Allah. Not only did it land a catastrophic blow against Lazarus' logic that we have, but it also landed a catastrophic blow on spookism. You say, well, what is spookism? Spookism is an extreme or an excessive emotional attachment to a non-existent nothing. Did you hear me? In other words, it's to have strong faith, great conviction, big hope in that which that can do nothing for us at all. That's spookism. All our life, when we were coming up, when we were going to church, tell the truth, most of the stuff we were being taught, we had to be made to believe it. It did not agree with us in the beginning, is that right? And so we would go, whenever we we couldn't understand, we would say, you know, Mama, how did a ghost get a woman pregnant? And after she tried to explain but couldn't explain, she was just said, look, look, baby, you just got to have faith. <laughs> Y'all heard this too, huh? You go to the Sunday school, you go to the deacon, and, and you want to know, well, how did a dragon knock a whole third of the stars out? And after deacon and Sunday school teacher couldn't explain, he just said, look, 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 you just, you just got to believe. Huh? And then after you got past grandmama and them, past Sunday school teacher, past deacon, and you got all the way to Bishop Hall, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, y'all know what I'm trying to say, to the top man. And you went to, to, to him and you began to ask pastor to explain some of these things in a logical, mathematical, rational way that I can grasp that which it is that you're asking me to believe in. Reverend would tell you, well, look here, look, look boy, don't you question God. That's two problems. Number one, you wasn't questioning God. You was questioning Reverend P- Pigfoot. That's one problem. Number two, did not Jesus say ask? And you shall receive? Seek? And ye shall what? And didn't do what? Knock. And what happens? Well, if you take the first letter of ask, seek, and not, it's A-S-K, which still spells the word ask, so who said don't question God? No, you're supposed to ask questions of God and ask questions of your teacher. All praise is due to Allah, and if, And if they can't prove to you what what it is that they want you to believe in, then they're trying to invite you to not real faith but to blind faith. Is that the truth? So Paul told us like this in the scripture. He didn't say just have faith, just believe or don't question God. Paul said prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. In other words, if it cannot be proved, it's not good. And if it's not good, don't hold on to it. And in order to prove something to be true in the present, you have to find material evidence in present time that verifies what happened in the past to be a fact. And if you can't prove it in that way, then you can't call it good and you can't hold fast to it. So, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad on page 61 through 74 of the illuminating monumental book, Our Savior Has Arrived, he breaks it down like this. He said, In order for something to be proven, you have to find verification in four areas you have to find verification in science, in mathematics, in scripture, and what else? And nature. And if you can't verify something somebody's saying to believe in science, mathematics, scripture, and nature, then you are justified in walking away from it. That's why we love the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, because it is scientifically compatible, scripturally sound, and can be proved in no limit of time. Is that right? So whenever the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad stated, to us, do for self. He's telling us don't wait for the white man. And do not wait for some divine piece of wind moving through space and time to float from outer space. Do not wait on no mystery, God. If you want something, you got to do it for yourself. Did y'all hear me? In fact, did not The Bible tells us from James that faith without works is what? It It said, if you show me a man with faith, I'll show you a man with faith through their works. Prophet Muhammad said the same thing, a little bit different. He said, mere belief counts for nothing except it's what? Carried into practice. In psychology, they say the same thing, just in a little bit different way. What they say is that the affirmation, Without discipline is the beginning of delusionment. But affirmation with discipline is the foundation to working of your own miracles. In other words, to believe in something, but not carry what you believe into practice as an activity. In other words, if you know what to do, that's good. But unless we are willing to, after we know what we to do, do what we know, we will not be able to be successful. Y'all still okay? Maya Angelou said it like this. She said, nothing will work unless you do. She got something, don't she? When you look through the scripture, God primarily comes to help us. Is that the truth? Don't we say in our prayers as a Muslim, Thee do we beseech for help, thine aid we seek. Well, in order to ask for help or aid, that means you have to already be actively doing something yourself. And then you are soliciting Allah, God, for reinforcement. Does that make sense? The Bible says it like this, take one step toward God, and he'll take two steps toward you. The Holy Quran says it like this: Take one step toward Allah, and He will rush to your aid. The Hadith of the Prophet he says this: That if you take one step toward Allah, He will make one hundred paces toward you. That's a pretty good investment. You, all we gotta do is take one regular step, and Allah's gonna make one hundred paces. A pace is different than a step. A pace is like a jump step because a pace is whenever you've got momentum from speed and you put your leg out there to make a regular step. But because of your momentum, you cause yourself to hurl forward a little bit more than you would under regular speed. So God is telling us that if we take one step toward him, Allah is going to make a hundred jump steps toward us. However, it does not say that God's going to take two and then you take your one. God's gonna rush to your aid, then you go ahead and take your step. The requirement is, is that we gotta get out there and do it first. Uh, are y'all with me? All oh, praise are uh, due to Allah. In the Holy Quran, in the 13th chapter, the 11th verse, it says in these words that Allah changes not the condition of a people until that people change. Their own condition. In other words, Allah is telling us, what are you looking up in the outer space for? Why are you on your knees with your eyes closed? Sending me some request into the galaxy. Why don't you get up off the prayer rug after petitioning me for my spirit and go to work? with your own mind and your own hands to bring what it is that you are praying for into existence. Grandmama used to say it like this, God helps those. She said it so much, we thought that was a Bible verse, didn't we? Now tell the truth, you did. That wasn't a Bible verse, that was a grandmama verse from the gospel of Big Mama. But it is 100% right and exact. The Nur translation takes that same verse and it says that Allah changes not the condition of a people until that people change their minds and their ways. So the condition does not get changed unless we change the way we think and change the things that we do. Y'all still all right? It sounds like Allah is telling us through the Hadith, the Bible, and Holy Quran and from the Gospel of Big Mama. Do for self or suffer the consequences. What y'all think? All praises are due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. Everywhere you look in the modern world right now, turmoil and trouble is everywhere. And you see people crying out to God, they're saying to God, "Why God? Why is there so much suffering? Why is there so much injustice? Why is there so much poverty and want among the people? And God might be looking back and saying to us, I was going to ask you the same question. Because here I am, I am your God. And I already told you in Genesis 1.26 that I made you in my image and after my likeness. I already told you that I gave you power and dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and every creeping thing that crawls on the earth. That means that when the lion sees the black man, he should run, not the other way around. That means that if the plant is growing under our feet, whether it be marijuana, whether it be the poppy seed, whether it be the coca leaf, we should not be under the control of a plant that comes from Nicaragua or a plant that came from Afghanistan or a plant grown in a greenhouse in Denver, Colorado. No, hell no, the black man does not bow down to no weed or no cocaine or no heroin. God put us over the plant, not the plant over us. We control it. It's not supposed to control us. All praise is due to Allah. God can say to us, that I, Allah, created you and I breathed into you of my own spirit. Here I am, I've put me into you. And then after putting me into you, I gave you every resource you possibly can need. Here it is, I brought you on the planet and I gave you 57,255,000 square miles of land that sticks up out of 139,685,000 square miles of water. I gave you a 68,634,000 square mile Pacific Ocean, a 41,321,000 square mile Atlantic Ocean, a 29,430,000 square mile Indian Ocean. I gave you 1,000,000 square miles of lakes and rivers. I gave you 4,861,000 square miles of desert. And I gave you 1,910,000 square miles of island. Here it is, I gave you a planet six sextillion tons. I gave you everything you need, plus I put me in you. Well, if you got me in you and everything you need under your feet, why are you still looking up in the outer space, hoping that something goes? Now get on up and go to work. And let's do for self or continue to suffer these consequences. All praise are due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. I'm saying all that to say that whatever Allah, God, creates something to do, He designs it for. He wanted the bird to fly, so He designed it with what? He wanted the fish to swim, so he designed it with gills and fins. Well, if he created man to have power, man to have dominion, not just over a little bit of something, but the Bible says over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, and every creeping thing that crawls, the Holy Quran takes it to a whole nother level, though. It says in the 14th chapter of the Holy Quran that I have made subservient to you, man. The ships and the seas thereof, I've made subservient, meaning under your authority and control, the sun, moon, and stars. And then Allah sums it all up and says it like this, I have made subservient to you everything that is within the heavens and the earth. So he gave us power over everything. What if he gave the bird the nature to fly so they have wings? Gave the fish the function to swim so they have fins and gills. And he gave you and me the authority over the heavens and the earth. How could he do it unless he put himself totally inside of you and me? So no, we, we, we shouldn't constantly be looking up in the sky when we say our prayer. Did you know that we didn't used to pray on our knees with our hands closed? And our eyes closed. You didn't hear me. We learned that as a way of adapting and sneaking prayer on the plantation. On the plantation, it was illegal for black people to do two things. Pray and read. That's why they have a saying that the best place to hide something from a Negro is to put it in a book because they know that they have put inside of us a phobia for study. What is a phobia? A phobia is a present-day fear based upon a past bad experience. Some people call it an engram. We got a study engram. Why? Because every time we picked up the books in school, hoping that we would be able to find ourselves in the history book. We never found ourselves. We always found white people. Every time we picked up the Bible and began reading the stories of the Bible, even though most of them really are about black people, we had in our image Michelangelo's cousin as Jesus, Michelangelo's mother as Mary. We had in our picture of our mind Charleston Heston as Moses. We had white angels in our head. White Mary Magdalene, white disciples, a bearded robe wearing staff can, white Abraham. Am I telling the truth? So what happens every time we picked up the Bible and the school book, we found that we were nothing to be mentioned. And then every time we did sneak up on seeing ourselves in school, we always found ourselves as either a slave, Or if we ever were a revolutionary or a freedom fighter, we were either killed or the movement was broke. So we made up in our mind, you know what, every time I open up a book, I don't see nothing but a negative version of me, so I'm going to stop reading altogether. So yesterday, it was against the law for us to read. And now today, you almost got to make a law to get us to start reading again. You know I'm telling the truth. Well, not only was it banned for us to read, but they didn't want us to pray. So the old church songs that we listen to, did you know many of the church songs, did did you know that that many of the gospel songs that are sang today are really coded language or coded song that slaves were trying to communicate with one another without white folks knowing what he's talking about? Did you hear me? Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming forth to carry me what? Why? Because the slaves already knew that there was a such thing as mother wheel, bomber plane, what the enemy calls UFOs. We knew them to be IFOs. They were identified to us. So we wanted the chariot to swing low and pick us up and carry us back home. We didn't have long to stay here. My home is over Jordan, meaning what? I need to get across the Ohio River so I can get north, and then I'm I'm not stopping there. I want to be able to make it all the way back home. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he said that, that our ancestors used to sit on the bank of the James River, and they would cry out for the ship Jesus to come and take us back home. Did you hear me? So in the church, there's a gospel song that says, you can have all this world, just give me Jesus. But the original song was, you can have all this western world, just give me back the ship, Jesus, to carry me back home. Then the honorable Elijah Muhammad says, "In our Savior has arrived, little did they know that it will be 400 years Before that ship, Jesus would come and carry them back home. Uh Uh-oh. Well, if we started slavery in 1555, then 400 years from 1555 puts us at 1955. Well, what happened in 1955? In 1955, a man named Lewis Walcott accepted the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, now known to us as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm saying to us, sisters and brothers, that the real ship, Jesus, is not made of wood and nails. It's made of flesh and blood imbued with the Spirit of God. Why else would the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say about his chief student? He said that he will get you safely across the lake on his shoulders. Wait a minute, what does a ship do? Does not a ship get you safely across water, protecting you from the elements? So whenever he's telling us that, that, that this man, Farrakhan, will get us safely across the lake on his shoulders, and when he gets us to the other side, he will not say, look at what I have done, but look at what Allah has done, because he's a humble brother. He's letting us know that the real ship that we should be waiting on is not the Titanic or some ark coming to the bank of a East Coast river, but we should be looking for a man that's not going to take the body back to Africa but take our mind back to the original way we thought before we were kidnapped, westernized, and Caucasianized here in the wilderness of North America. All praise is due to Allah. Y'all still all right? So, when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad put out there, "Do for self, most people that seen that viewed it as sacrilegious. Because religion is generally about just spirituality, saving soul. However, that's not real religion. What the Honorable Elijah Muhammad represents is real religion. Because the word salvation means to be completely saved. And if we are to be completely saved, we can't be real spiritual and broke. We can't be real holy and don't have nothing. We can't be real pious and virtuous and dumb. So we are a multifaceted, multidimensional being. We are mind, body, and soul. These are not independent entities, these are interdependent entities interdependent means that one relies on the other to remain in existence the spirit cannot function without a body and without the body having the spirit in it it is of no result so the body and the soul got to work hand in hand with one another y'all still all right all praise is due to Allah so when the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said do for self he was talking about us engaging in appropriate and effective economic enterprise without clocking in on a white man's job. Is that right? The honorable minister Lewis Falcon kind of said it like this: he said, business is the activity of life. He, he, he didn't say working in somebody else's business. He said, business is the activity of life. And all over the world. When the most honorable Elijah Muhammad began showing and proving to the world that we could, in fact, unite, come together, pool our resources, and make something happen, we became a microcosm of the macrocosm of what the kingdom of God would look like. How good does it feel to be able to know that your wife can go to work and she don't have to worry about nobody flirting with her? She don't have to worry about some white boss trying to touch on her. She doesn't have to compromise her dignity or virtue or principle. How good does it feel to know that whenever you are operating in independent economic enterprise that there is no ceiling on how great you can become? That as hard and as smart as you are willing to work is the amount of progress that you can make. How good is it to feel to know that I can make as much money as I am willing to work that hard? That's a good feeling. And even though people would say to us that, 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 that business stuff, that pr- markets and banks, that's, that's sacrilegious. Yet right in the Bible, in the book of Ecclesiastes 1019, it says that a feast is made for laughter. And wine maketh one merry, but money answereth all things. Y'all, y'all, no, no, hold on. Before y'all, before y'all think I'm tripping, this is not no Muslim Bible. Uh, You know, that's what they call the Quran. They say, yeah, I heard what you said, but are you talking, uh, is that in the Muslim Bible? Or is that in my Bible? And well, when the hell did you make a translation? You might as well make one. You probably could do better than King James did. But I'm, I'm talking about the regular authorized King James version. And if the camera can zoom in on it, I just want y'all to see that that's red writing. Do y'all see that red writing? When that red, that's official. This is the regular King James verse. I said, Ecclesiastes 10, 19 said, A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh one merry, but money answereth all things. You say, but I I was always taught that, that money is the root of all evil. Yeah, but that's not what the verse says. We always the Holy Quran says it like this. It says, and, and, and we choose a handful of thy message. And then the rest we choose from a pastime from among ourselves. In other words, we like to take bits and pieces of it. Y'all come on, y'all know I'm telling the truth. But true religion is not Burger King. You don't get to come and have it your way. In the drive-through with the God. Yes, I I like uh, yes I like a, a double double portion of blessing. Yeah, li- light on the pain. Please hold the suffering. No, you don't get to pick and this is not Burger King. So 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 we like quoting verses, but we don't like quoting the whole verse. So my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. We stop right there. But that's not the end of the verse. It says my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Listen to this. Because they have rejected knowledge and the law of their God, I too now shall reject your children. So, so be, be careful, old school. Be careful, O.G. When you start talking about how the youth are off the hook, These young people off the chain. This generation has gone crazy. Yeah, you tell the truth, but the question is, how did they get like this? Did they get like this because you rejected knowledge and the law of your God? And now our children are in a state of rejection to show us the weakness of self. All praise is due to Allah. I'm going to tell you something. There has never been a greater teacher on earth than Farrakhan. Did you hear me? This is the most brilliant, the most beautiful, the most organized, edified, compassionate, loving and wisest teacher that the world has ever seen hands down. None better than him. So if if we don't get where we're supposed to be, it will not because we, were be, because we were not properly taught. It's because we did not properly apply what we were taught. In the world of education, they have something called a teachability index, where they have studied and found that no matter how great the teacher or how perfect the curriculum is, that there must be a high teachability index inside the mind of the student. And the Teachability Index of a student, they say, means, number one, the willingness to learn. And then it's multiplied by someone's willingness to change. Did y'all hear me? And what they do in the Teachability Index mathematics is they judge the person's willingness to learn on a scale of one to ten. And then they judge that person's willingness to change. In accord with what they know on a scale of one to ten, and multiply them by each other to determine how much of a student they're looking at. Y'all, all right? I know, you, I, see, I see the little bubbles on top of everybody here. You're trying to do your own math. I see it, I see it. I see the cartoon thing. Wait a minute, let me see. Keeping it real, you know most of us are very willing to learn. So we might be a nine on willing to learn. We don't mind doing what it takes to know what to do. But when it comes to willingness to change, that means we got to do what we know. We might be a nine on willingness to learn, but come in as a three. Come on now. And when you multiply nine times three, that means that's 27% student. follow. I'm submitting to us that that we would be able to be a better tool in the hand of Farrakhan to build this nation. A better weapon in the hand of Farrakhan to destroy this wicked white man's world. And a better instrument in his hand to sing the new song if we had a higher willingness to change. Did y'all hear me? I'm just going to leave it like that and keep it moving. Thank y'all for listening. I greet you. That's sufficient. That's the truth, though. Is that right? No, brothers and sisters, it does not say that money is the root of all evil. The scripture in the book of Matthew says the love of money is the root of all evil. And we have in our midst a great master teacher, the Honorable Minister Louis Farcon, who has broken down love and live in such a way. He's told us that the word love and live are the same word. The only difference is two vowels pressing. One, you've got an I in live, and the other, you've got an O in love. But if you took the I out of live and put it in the place of the O in love, love would become live. And if you took the the O out of love and put it in the place of the I in live, live would become love. So when it says the love of money is the root of all evil, it's saying whenever you start living for money, when you make that your primary sole purpose for living, is for the acquisition of wealth. That is whenever the root of all evil comes into play. Did y'all hear me? In other words, what the God is trying to set, tell us, when you marry these two verses together, is that money is a good servant, but it's a horrible master. Did y'all hear me? We are all born to be rich. Okay, I'm a, Okay, y'all missed the opportunity. D- d- hold on, time out. On, we, can we take? Can we do a? Uh, hold, hold on. Now, if somebody says something from the roster that you know is true, and you've been trying to get self or others to accept it, as soon as they say it, that gives it one effect. But if you bear witness to it you produce what they call the ricochet effect. That means that it starts bouncing off the brains and walls in the sanctuary. And the next thing you know, the husband that you've been trying to get to work harder, the wife that you've been trying to get to understand them long hours. Come on, y'all not with me. But by the ricochet effect, she can understand and he can understand why it's necessary to put in that type of grind did y'all hear me Did y'all want to try it again all right take two y'all ready i said we are all born to be rich that's what i'm talking about we born to be rich what type of god would allah be to set up a planet where 1% of the population has control of 50% of the wealth. Did you hear me? The white man don't have more money than us because he's worked harder than us. They don't have more money than us because they've outsmarted us. They have what they have because of slavery, suffering, and death. How do you outwork a slave? How can you outthink a pyramid builder? We are the pyramid builder, and we were the slaves, so you can't outthink and outwork us. We are the supreme beings. No, the reason they have. And we don't. If you break down that great book written by the research department on called How White Folks Got So Rich. What it sums up to be is that we are on a real-life Monopoly board. Y'all, come on now. Y'all didn't play Monopoly? No, nobody played Monopoly. I'm talking about before they had an app for that. You don't remember two 500s? Come on now. Two 100s? fifty, six twenties five, five, tens. come on now. You know you was the shoe. And, uh, yep, you was the wheelbarrow. You was the hat. Come on, act like y'all remember. You was the money bag. Don't y'all remember? Well that's what America's been for us. The difference is, is that instead of there being a hat or a thimble or a wheelbarrow or a car, There's been different nationalities of people deposited in America. But we, the black man and woman, we are involuntary immigrants. We didn't choose to come here. We were kidnapped and forced to come here. But every other people, when they got put on the Monopoly board, white folks started off with cotton wealth. Didn't it? Chinese and Koreans come over here, they get government grants. Is that right? Arabs come over here and they got oil money. Is that right? Indians come over here and they've got wealth from India. But we, the children of slaves, that work from can't see morning to can't see night, getting paid nothing. We started the board different than all other nationalities have ever started the board. We did not get to start the board with no inheritance. And when you're moving around the Monopoly board, you only have two options, either buy or rent. Since we didn't have enough money to buy or rent, we were forced to live off the board. And living off the board is welfare. Living off the board is robbing and stealing. Living off the board is hustling dope. And because we've been living off the board, we've been going to jail. Going directly to jail, and we have not been able to pass, go, and collect our $200. Come on, you know I'm telling the truth. All praise is due to Allah. But Allah, God, brought us all on a plan to become rich in spite of the chief name for God in the Bible, other than God is Lord. The chief attribute of Allah in the Holy Quran is Rob, R-A-A-B, which the English translators say means Lord. However, Rob is deeper than just Lord. The word Rob means the creator of a thing, the nurturer of a thing the sustainer and the evolver of a thing stage by stage until it reaches perfection. You you didn't hear me. That means that everything that God created, he created it to become perfect. And since there is nothing perfect but God, then we were born to become God. Well, let me ask you something. How can you be a broke God? a lazy God, a weak God. They don't even go together. That's an oxymoron. A broke God, a poor God. That don't even sound right, does it? That's like saying a healthy, fat baby. One or the other now, come on now. That's like saying a freed slave. No, either you're free or you're a slave. A, a good devil. How you gonna be you either good or you a devil, one or the other? Come on now. A ham sandwich on wheat bread. That's an oxymoron. Don't it don't go together. Captain Crunch with raw milk on top. And you mess it up. You me- it's an oxymoron. <laughs> no, brothers and sisters, the Holy Quran says Allah talk. He said, "I, Allah, created you in the womb of your mother." So that means daddy might have planted the seed. And mama might have provided the environment. But God himself is the gardener that cultivated the seed to bring birth to you and me. Therefore, whether mama or daddy planned you or wanted you, you are not an accident. If Allah did not want you in the world, he would have made sure that you was kept from being born. But the fact that Allah brought us in the world, he intended after creating us to nurture us, to sustain us, and to evolve us, stage by stage. Not till we became decent people, or average men and women, or good people, but now till we became God walking among men. Did y'all hear me? The Bible says it a little bit different, but it's the same way. It says in the book of Mark, look at this, I knew you before you were in the womb of your mother, and I created you in her womb. That means that long before the sperm ever met the egg, Allah had already seen the valuable final product of you on the big screen of his mind. He knew that you would one day become a queen. He knew that you would one day become a king. He knew that you could be the goddess and the God. He already seen the valuable final product long before your mother ever knew she was pregnant. So all of us were born to be rich. That means that if Allah, you say, well, how's everybody going to be rich? Somebody somebody got to work for somebody. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of an apprentice? Have you ever heard of the term understudy? So, so the next generation become the apprentice of God. The understudies of Allah. You're trying to show them why they are developing their skill set to go from being an employee to the employer from being a laborer to an owner. But everybody got to pay their dues. The problem with us is that we are 65 years of age, still clocking in on the enemy's job. Don't nobody want to clap for that, huh? No, brothers and sisters, if Allah brought us all, and he intended to make us perfect. That means that the Supreme Being already took an inventory of all of the resources on the planet and knew that there was enough available that if all of us did our part, we all could be wealthy. Did y'all hear me? So this I gotta get mine, you gotta get yours mentality got to go. No, we've got to get ours this crabs in the barrel mentality that operates in the black psyche. I don't know if it's like that in Chicago. Oh yes I do. It is like that in Chicago too. Because black people are the same wherever you go. We travel around the country teaching and people want to know well where is he from? I'm from Willie Lynch. I'm from John Hawkins. I'm from white supremacy. I'm from the public food system. But I also am a child of God, a son of Farrakhan, and a believer in Muhammad. So it don't matter what location you come from. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad did not write a message to the black man in New York. And then have another message to the black man for Chicago. And then another one for message to the black man for Indiana. It's the message to the black man what? In America, Negroes is Negroes. But if we thought about the fact that all of us could be on top, then we wouldn't have the crabs in a barrel mentality. You, you know what the crabs in a barrel mentality is, right? What? The, you, crabs is in a barrel, right? Here, one of the crabs is getting out the barrel. But in order for him to get out the barrel, he has to crawl on other crabs back. And what happens is instead of the crabs saying, Well, wait a minute, why don't we push him out? Maybe he'll go get some reinforcement. And come back and tip the whole barrel over, and we all can go free. <laughs> crabs in the barrel mentality don't think like that. The crabs in the barrel say, Who this, I mean, who this crab think he is? climbing all on my back, messing with you. No, get on back down here, misery loves company. Why didn't the crabs think, wait a minute, it's a hundred of us in this barrel. It only takes three of us to free each one. Why don't three of us go ahead and free the other 97? And when the other 97 get out, maybe they can tip the barrel over and all three of us can go free or even if they get out and don't have enough time to free us, at least 97 of 100 will have survived, and I'm willing to sacrifice my life for those coming after me. That's the way it should be. All praise is due to Allah.
3: All right, family, there it is. Part one, part one, part one. Man, we we had 100 people today. Over here on the Zoom. Oh, man, I see y'all tuned in for this. And so this is a good topic doing for self, ain't it? All right. All right. Y'all telling me something. Uh, press the number one. Press the number one. Press the number one if you have something that you would like to share over on the Zoom side. Great message from our brother, Brother Neri. We're going to start off. I see Sister Trippetta. Go ahead and unmute yourself. Somebody said, make me want some blue crab. Now nah, leave that crab alone, brother. Now nah, go on, go on, leave. Go on, put that crab. Put that crab on down.
5: All right, fam. I'm here. It was a great message. I'm fired up. I must say that um from the very top, like literally, I know I'm going to have to come back around too because it's so much great stuff. So even from the start of your song, like, you, you about to go live. You know what I mean? You hit a hundred people. This is my first time being on. You had a hundred people on live. I know one time before you said that you wanted us all to go out and share, you know, and let people know to get on. So you could hit a hundred by a Friday. It was one Friday, one day that I was on and you were saying by Friday. And I was just thinking when I seen a hundred, I was like, hold up. What's today? Hold up. We on Tuesday. Like it's so much good news, y'all. It's so much good news. So I think that too, just your song, just that happening, was already setting the mark for what's what what is to be. Like literally, when we get together, we are. We that's what that's what we're waiting on. We're waiting on us. We're waiting on us to put ourselves together and to literally. Push the first one out, which is yourself today, one of the first, you know, out today. And you're just going to start the trail for us. And we're coming in. We're all following, literally. So I'm going to be all over the place. I'll chime back later, fam. But it was wonderful.
3: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. We did over a hundred. Yeah, we we did it uh we we actually have done it quite a few times now. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was like a little break, you know what I mean? After Christmas. I mean, not Christmas, Thanksgiving. People got a little full, you know what I mean? They gotta recover still. But yeah, we was doing pretty good. We was doing pretty good. Uh let's go to brother uh brother Talib.
6: Peace, family. Um sending, uh, best regards to the most honorable. Um, I just wanted to say, indeed, uh, that's the mentality and, um, uh, his teachings, the most honorable, you know, like my grandmother, the elders would say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, that's really resonated with me right now with what I'm dealing with, you know? So I just constantly, I don't worry about them or, any of the haters or any of the people that talk bad about the NOI or the F O Y, and I know not to speak, um, you know, any type of negativity. But I, you know, I do deal with them, and uh, I'm fighting for everyone out here in these spaces and in these different rooms. And um, I look forward to seeing you in the flesh in March. Until then, you know, I overstand like you and Risa. We all got the alphabet to deal with. So it's just better this way, but I will see you in March in Dallas, inshallah. And, um, you know, just thank you for the sending me the link and everything like that. I'm, I'm listening and I'm paying attention. I got the LLC up and running, got the trademark. Uh, they rejected it. I have to send it back and, um, redo it. But, uh, this process of sovereignty and the steps to get there, you know if anyone needs help with more the legal side and how to handle things how to take care of debt i don't charge anything i took care of sixty two thousand dollars worth of student loan debt myself i took care of no no uh no fines no no bond when they tried to hold me uh when they stole me uh from mandela uh and, and tried to give me 15 years in 2001 for defending another person that was shot by a police officer here in arizona So I want to say definitely it all comes together, the message of doing for self. Uh, I wouldn't have been in that situation if I didn't do for self, which means, you know, not recording someone being abused by the police. I went to help them. And that's all we all have to do. No voting, no precinct committee. Y'all better get with the N.O.I. brothers. Listen to the information. Listen to the most honorable. I do chain of custody because I do law. And I know I wouldn't be on my path if I checked my chain of custody based on the music I listened to and the culture. I wouldn't know anything about Moorish Science if it wasn't for the NOI. So um, it just is disheartening to me when I hear as much flack as I do uh, that's negative toward the NOI and the most honorable. And that's all I really wanted to share. I don't wanna take too much more of your time. Uh, Thank you very much. and I look forward, like I said, to seeing you in March, inshallah.
3: I was going and to I'm ask making... you about that. What's happening in March? I don't know what you're talking about. You said
6: you said you having a thing uh, a, a thing in Dallas.
3: Mm-mm, that was probably one of them scam pages. I don't got nothing going on in March.
6: You don't have nothing coming up. Mm-mm. Okay. Maybe I was mistaken then. I know I saw a post that you said you had something coming up. Uh, in person, that was going to be next
1: year.
3: Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. You're right. Uh, we haven't finalized it yet. You're talking about the power call meetup, so that's probably going to be April. Like say, be... Right where, where in yeah, 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 right. that's probably going to be
6: where everybody's going to come. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably we haven't we haven't finalized it yet, but it's probably going to be more so April, <clears throat> the end of April, if we do that.
6: Okay. Well, at any rate, w- whenever that happens. Um Talib Abdul Shabazz Bey will be there in the flesh hopefully with this guy with Mandela and Malik and and Amir the the, the whole clan hopefully um, I could bring the whole estate but if yes, not you'll, you'll definitely see myself and, and him and it's long overdue maybe yes, we could do something before then I hope but if not I'll stay listening and participating as much as
3: possible yes sir definitely appreciate it man I sure forgot about I've been I was I was perplexed the first time. I said, "Man, what? Is, I'm trying to send her. Like, what is it, March?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah, right about that, Sister Randisha. <laughs> uh, you're off mute, but we can't. He- well, I can't hear you. Yeah, we can't. I can't hear you. But for those who don't know, I know what will be before March or April and April. Savior's Day. Make sure you guys go to let me see if they got it on the actual website. NOY.org is usually slash Savior's Day. Well, I don't know if that's the same this year. Let me check. But make sure you tune in to noi.org. Yeah, it is not up there. Uh, because Savior's Day will be in Detroit. So, yes, go to ny.org And if you scroll down and click on Savior's Day 2024, you can go ahead and get your tickets and the hotel. I'm telling you, if you ain't got it, try to get it. Because that thing was uh host hotel, I think, was sold out the same day. I said, ooh, people ain't playing this year, boy. So make sure y'all go ahead and get your tickets and, and, and hotel and all that type of stuff. All of us should be it. Well, obviously, we're not gonna all see each other. Thousands of people are gonna be there, but majority of us may get to, get a chance to see each other. Definitely at Saviors Day. So make sure y'all register and get ready for February. And the dates are uh, the twenty third through the twenty fifth. All right, let's go to Sister Sister Doctor Kenyatta. I feel like
7: you came to me so fast, man. I tell you, I wasn't even really prepared. You came to me. Anyway, Um, so this message really, uh, um, great message, of course. All the messages are always great um, and always right on time. Um, So for me, per- just talking about doing for self. So it was interesting because yesterday I was doing my my morning meditation and my studying and I was reading, uh, I was feeling somewhat discouraged yesterday when I got up in the morning um, because just struggling with things going right, trying to do for self, right? And so, you know, just doing my daily prayers and my reading and still feeling kind of discouraged and feeling like, you know, things just, just don't seem to be going the way I want them to go. Seems like I'm struggling. You know, I'm trying to do, you know, do for self, and it just seems like it's not working. So, I um, was praying yesterday, and I asked Allah, like, "Hey, just show me the way." Like, I'm I'm feeling discouraged. I'm just not feeling like I'm in a good place. I'm feeling confused. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And I happened to read and uh, about in in study guide five, building the will. And it was talking about the desire, when you have a desire to attain a thing or something, a goal, you know, you hit face to face with difficulties. Right. And then talking about, you know, when you lose that desire, then there's no you, you're not able to nurse your will to your will. And so just hearing this message about doing for some of what is going to is just confirmation for me that, you know, I can't lose the desire, you know, the desire, when you have a desire, you're going to automatically face difficulty. So you automatically going to have those ups and downs. You just have to stay consistent. So just listening again to the message today where Brother Nuri is talking about doing for self, you know, and how, you know, at 65, you still working for someone, you know, but when you have, when you're, you know, you have a fear, you know, fear is, um, it's like paralyzing, you know when you can't see, you know, having the faith in the unseen, you know, in the unknown and still having the will to keep going, you know. So just um, thinking about that and reading that and I'm you know, still working towards you know um, not staying consistent um, no matter what difficulties that arise. Um, is is it, it just confirmation again today listening to this message this was confirmation that you know don't lose the desire no matter what difficulties you're faced with to keep going because when you lose the desire then that, that, that there's no you know the desi- you have no desire then there's nothing you know you're not able to nourish the will to keep going so I think I can go on and I might come back on again because there's some other things I wanted to say. But um, just really a good message. And for me, just again, confirmation, like keep going, don't lose that desire, you know, and just keep pushing. It's not about how fast you get there. It's about being consistent and keeping, you know, keep going on, you know. So anyway, thank you for letting me speak.
3: Yes, ma'am. Brother Maximus. You coming in, in cho- You coming in choppy? Out to me about, uh, Your audio is choppy. Hello. Yeah. yeah. try again. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you a little better. Oh,
8: uh, okay. Hold on. Let me get closer to the Wi-Fi because I'm at work.
3: Can you hear me now. Hello. Uh, it went out when you started talking. Okay. Can you
8: hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, let me see where it was at. So many points uh, stood out, um, but what it circled around to me is about faith and belief and comprehensive knowledge because when he talked about um, the Honorable Minister Louis Verkai and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the teaching that they gave us and the warnings, and all the information is there for us to understand and to implement in today's life. Um, because when he talked about do for self, or suffer the consequences. You can see, you know, in the world today, you know, when he talked about education, schools, and you look at what's going on in schools today with the pronouns and everything else going on. Um, I mean, just everything is just there. Um, but understanding, but another part that stood out was I love the way when he talked about even other denomination or religion, but he always circled back around history and the way we were taught and how we were miseducated with religion and stuff like that to mess with our thinking instead of attacking our religion and their belief and he understands the root cause of the thinking um yeah and that's pretty much what i want to say right now i got more but i don't want to go
3: too long okay sounds good man i appreciate your feedback brother horace i'm licks well, I,
9: I, I say, I, I mean, I'm about to jump on my on my on my final call paper, Ralph. Man, this message got me juiced up. I'm trying to pull off with the brother putting off 400 papers today, but uh, however, man, this message here was so important, bro. Like uh, when 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 Minister Nure, when Brother Nervous spoke about the crabs in the barrel, them three getting out, and this is the first time I ever really shared this. Uh, when I first came into the nation. Uh, I was I was being evicted. Me and my wife was being evicted from our home, and this is the first time I ever shared this outside my mosque. Uh, we were being evicted, you know, and the do for self thing. The brothers in the mosque was like, you know, brother, you got to do this, and, you know, you gotta work. And them brothers not only uh was just talking to me, them brothers actually helped me! I was looking at them brothers. That they was the brothers who made it out that barrel and they pulled me out. And to make a long story short, uh, like this morning. I mean, we we back in our we back in our home. You know, we doing good. We all right financially again. Praise be to Allah. Uh, I left work this morning. When I got off my my job this morning, <clears throat> I went on and. Well, my second job, once I got off of that this morning, now I'm about to go push the final call. So when, when Minister Norris said, if three of us get out that barrel, we could pull the other nine or seven out, man, I'm a living testimony to that. Them brothers in mine, 46, they pulled me out. And right now, I mean, I'm about to sell my papers, but early this morning, you know, as soon as I got off, I took my son, one of my older sons, took him to get a job through the brothers. You see what I'm saying? So it you know that 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 what Minister nervouser said about them three getting out and 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 them nine and seven they helped them get out and tip that bucket over, man, I'm a living testimony to that, man, I'm trying to tip that bucket over, man, Salam Alaikum. I just wanted to share that
3: well Salaam. yes, sir, brother said he going for that big four hundred today, yes, sir, brother uh brother Timothy,
10: yes sir, Salam Alaikum. lake Salam. Uh, what stood out to me was uh, the comparison of Burger King and the religion. Uh, Brother Nuri Muhammad said, you can't always have it your way. It's a particular sect of, of brothers. I'm not going to say their names or anything, but they believe in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and, and angry and disbelieve that the minister Farrakhan should be in the seat that was appointed to him by their teacher, by who they believe. That's real wicked to me. Being self-righteous is about being right with facts. Being right with facts, not with what you think. So you can't always have it your way. That's that's what really stood out to me. And uh, let me see what else I wrote. What is the difference between a believer and a follower? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what's the difference between a believer and a follower. I've been learning that more because most of us believe, but we're not followers. Those brothers that believe in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad should also be a follower of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because they said... He said, wherever the minister go, go. Wherever the minister say, sit, you sit. Wherever he say, stay away from, you stay away from. They chose not to follow that as if they had their own, you know, self-righteous way. And self-righteous isn't bad. You know, praise be to Allah, be self-righteous, but be self-righteous. Be right with what you believe in, not with what you're thinking. And uh, one of the biggest questions when I'm out, I just pushed my final call newspaper for the first time. I'm still striving in this nation. I always start off asking people can we not recognize the modern day jesus as they did not recognize him then that's how i would start off and a lot of brothers i catch a lot of brothers and sisters attention just by saying that you know they crucified jesus in in the past they crucified that man and that was jesus christ in the flesh are we not doing that to those that try to help us today oh who is this nigga? oh this nigga must you know, we, we slander our people. We come at our people real sideways and uh, striving to stay on the right path. That's real important to me. In the in the Quran, there's a certain way you say it in the Arabic language. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but it's staying on the right path. Avoid crimes against e- uh, equality, against a uh, 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 family, humanity, fairness, you know, be have integrity. You know, similar to the Ten Commandments. And uh, we're not perfect. We're just striving. So those are things that uh, stood out to me. Assalamu alaikum.
3: Wa well, alaikum.
10: Oh, and I definitely got my, uh, my bad, brother Ben. I definitely bought my ticket to uh, Savior's Day. So I'm looking forward to seeing y'all down there. Praise be to Allah. alaikum.
3: Would this be your first one? Yes, sir. Hey, be and so soon,
10: soon I'm going to have that X. My letter, Brother Landon just said, "Uh, there it is. He made me write 25 letters. <laughs> he said, and I'm not about to let you turn one in and you get denied. That's going to be the worst feeling. So yesterday I was in study. Uh, We went to FOI class and I almost broke down because he finally told me. He was like, yeah, this the one right here. So he gave me the template of how to send it, what to put the folder in, don't fold the paper, you know, and you know, it almost brought tears to my eyes. So Looking forward to seeing y'all. Hopefully, I see majority of y'all because it is about to be a lot of us down there. Salam alaikum.
3: Wa alaikum. Yes, sir. Let's go to uh, Brother Michael. Man, that's good to hear, man. Brother Michael. Which Brother Michael you
1: referring to, black man?
3: Uh, I don't know. Brother Wesley, which one is this?
1: Michael's iPhone.
3: Michael's iPhone. Okay, pardon me. Brother Michael iPhone. You ready? All right, maybe he's gone. Let's go to Sister Yolanda.
11: Assalamualaikum and happy Savior's Day.
3: Happy Savior's Day. Well, excellent. Um...
11: One of the two points that stood out to me is when Minister Nori mentioned the board of Monopoly. And for the past couple of years, I have been saying, man, this thing called life is a game of Monopoly. But when he broke it down as the Black man and Black woman, we are the involuntary immigrants. How all the other folk have come here and have been able to capitalize but moving around the board, you can only buy rent, which made me think about when this pandemic came out, how they mentioned the, um, you were own nothing and be good with that, be happy with that, owning nothing. So it's like you renting your life away. You just, their plan is to have us just to rent anything, not own nothing, not have nothing for ourselves. And we, were brought here and we built this country on our backs for free. So now that you don't have no use for us, so to speak, anymore, how you get us off the board? He mentioned in the welfare, the robbing, the stealing, the hustling, the dope, because we're going to jail doing some of that stuff. And for those that are not. It's like they make it complicated for us to pass go to collect the two hundred dollars, even though you're working on a plantation. It's like the the debt we have this debt, which is sin, and then getting in that debt going to the plantation, you're just giving it right back to them because we have they put these dangling charms in front of us, and we gravitate towards that, so. What we work, what we really working for. So, again, I still keep in mind for myself while working on this plantation, let me gather up in my storehouse so that I could steal away from here and do for self as we've been taught. And another thing, God gave the fish the function to swim, so they had fins and gills. He gave you and I, sisters and brothers, authority over the heavens which is in my kingdom, the highest elevation of my thinking and the earth. He gave us him to be able to acquire those things, improve ourselves, self-examination, self-analysis and self-correction. And with this earth, he gave us, we had 57,255,000 square miles. So Cynthia Yolanda, with her probably 800 square feet of land Other than my dwelling, I have started growing my own food in my front yard. So Allah is sufficient with all the 99 attributes that he carries. He put that all in us. But in our cleaning up and our resurrection process, we got to tap into the God within ourselves so that we can accomplish these things that are mentioned help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the mission of the resurrection of our people. But we first got to start with us cleaning up ourselves, getting rid of that crags in a barrel mentality. It's enough out here for all of us. Know your purpose, find out what your gift is, tap into yourself. And, you know, that's it's all a process because we first got to start cleaning up with ourselves, get rid of our M-grams, he mentioned in there and then renewing the mind, getting rid of that stinking thinking so that we can come together as brothers and sisters. Just as we come on this power call and we are being transparent. When I get off this power call, I want to continue to be transparent and implement what I'm learning and taking away from the teachers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Uh, which the Honorable Elijah Mama, Muhammad has laid. And I thank Master Fahd Muhammad for appearing in person. I'm the little God, but I'm not the big God. So I'm going to strive and continue to do my best, resurrecting myself so that I can go get our people and we can change the trajectory of that border monopoly. Assalamu alaikum.
3: Wa alaikum salam. Let's try Sister Randisha again. So I
12: saw Mike Family, can you hear me now?
3: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
12: Okay. So just a few things stood out to me as you know you were playing the song nine to five that Sister Trapetta said, you know, um, you know, that you gotta have the right team. And then as we were listening to Brother Eric Thomas, is what I took from it is that you have to be, you want to coach, but you have to also be coachable for certain people to actually get through to you. And then the message from Brother Nori just was always on um, topic as it stated that one moment is business is business is the activity of life and you stated the other day is that you know the minister put us in suits because he want us to be businessmen when we go out and business when we go out we have to make sure that we stand on business but yeah, my daughter was reading this book from niggas to gods part 1 and a few things stood out to me it was um on page 2 it says yes, the physical slave, I mean, yes, the physical slavery is somewhat over, but what about the biological slavery? What about the economical slavery? What about the sociological slavery? What about the spiritual slavery? What about the psychological slavery? And it says, this is because those physical chains were the least of our worries. We still have the biggest chain of all wrapped around our minds, hearts, and souls. Your mind is still locked down, and it is your mind that controls your hands and your feet. That's like having a brand new shiny car, but the engine is locked up. Having a car that can't go nowhere, it's just like having it, just not having a car at all. So I was just thinking about that. And then also I was thinking about, you know, self-improvement, the basis for community development. The minister gave that to us for a reason. So in study guide, the letter from the minister, it says, um, in the name of Allah, of course, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. And this is from April 24th, 1987. And it says, Assalamu alaikum, dear believer. May this letter find you well and in good spirit by the help of Allah. Fear restricts, guilt restricts. Fear presupposes to the absence of knowledge of what we fear. Guilt comes as a result of our knowledge of our violations of a standard of behavior. Beloved brothers and sisters, as we look deeper into ourselves, we must not fear what we see so that we only look at the study guides on the surface and present our bodies to the study guides. But we are afraid to look deeper and even deeper within ourselves. I desire that everyone of you renew your commitment to the study. Get rid of fear. Only the fear of God is necessary. All other fear can and should be conquered get rid of guilt. Allah knew what you were before he chose us. His aim is to save us from our sins and to present us to the world spotless and without blemish. So if you discover a spot within yourself or a blemish, do not retreat. Look at it with joy as though you have found precious gold or a precious stone. For every time we find a spot or blemish and apply spot remover, smile, smile, we are a step closer to manifest proof that Allah has intervened in our lives. It is written in the Bible. If you cannot understand my words, then examine my works, for my works testify of me. In this verse, there is a, a supposition. If you cannot understand my words, that's first a condition followed by a comma. A comma is a mark a punctuation used by indicating a division in a sentence accompanied by a slight pause in speech. For 40 long years, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us the word, but it was not clearly understood. This condition of lack of understanding was corrected by Allah, who produced a comma pause through the departure of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in 1975. When the comma occurs in speech, the speaker takes a breath. During the pause, the speaker inspires. We were given a pause to take on a new inspiration. This means next, in order of time, soon after. After the word, if we will not understand it, we are then to examine my words. It is time for us to do the works of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that they may be examined by the world. For our work of doing his work, bear witness that every word he spoke was true. That was indeed who he was. Who I mean, that was indeed who... He said he was, and more. You, as an individual, are part of this work. The more you and I manifest the results of self-examination, self-analysis, and self-correction, the more we demonstrate that we have been touched by Allah. Through our words, we'll prove to the world that Allah has intervened in our lives, and is at the very root of the resurrection process that we are now a part of. Best wishes for your continued success. Thank you for reading these words. Assalamualaikum, your brother, Minister Louis Farrakhan. Servant to the lost foundation of Islam in the West. So,
3: as-salamu alaykum. salam. All right, sister. Now, I know you told me how to say it yesterday, but my mind is telling me two different things. Is it Farah or Farah? It's okay. I, I still get it in my
0: Mama, it's Farah. Like, um, Farrah. Farrah oh, that's easy. So, I can just it's just
3: like <laughs> half of the half of Farrakhan. I, I got it now. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's me. As-salamu alaykum.
3: Well, like uh,
0: so, what stood out to me is when he quoted, um, I believe it was Maya Angelou, where he said, Nothing will work unless you do. Um, and this was also kind of uh the topic of last night's uh. Woman's circle, y'all heard of the woman's circle? Uh-uh. Where sometimes we pray for something and expect it to just fall on our lap, like magic, you know, dabra. when it doesn't. Um, and when it when it doesn't, we think Allah isn't listening to us. We think Allah isn't with us, um, which isn't true. You know, Allah doesn't take uh, the step first, like Brother Nori was saying. It's not, Allah takes two steps towards you. Then you take a step. Um, it's you take a step towards Allah, then Allah takes two to one Um you know, we, we don't believe in a spook God. Faith works faith without works is dead. You know, Allah works through human beings, he works through you, and he works through your brothers and sisters. Um, you know, Allah created each of us with a purpose with the potential to do something great but we have to put in the work to achieve that especially since satan has taken us out of our our true selves um uh, it takes going into battle with uh with the satan within uh i kind of think of it as like the war the war of Armaged- armageddon within you know um and it's a constant uh, battle as you know we strive towards becoming our higher selves as we strive towards becoming god's the minister said something like our our path towards God is an infinite path it was something like that uh, knowledge growing in our knowledge is an infinite path uh, that's all I had I swung alaikum
3: well like salaam brother Wesley
1: As-salamu Beautiful takeaways today. Uh, What what stood out the most for me? Uh, Really, when when you started off in the intro, just just stating that, you know, you don't quit your nine to five without a plan. That's so that's so important because we strive to not be a slave on the white man's plantation. But then if we don't have a plan and we end up starting a business, you then become a slave to your own plantation, which then takes you away from that freedom that you say you want as well, which is very, very important. Uh, for me in my life as well, just understanding that balance and understanding to have a plan um, and, and putting the things in place to be able to do that. Um, and then also when um, the student minister, Noor Muhammad, was speaking on that spookism and that being the, the attachment and the belief in the non-existent nothing. And that goes to what Sister Farah was saying as well, that you know we, we want to do certain things and we want a business, we want to do for self, but we think that just saying it is going to make it just happen and thinking that, there's not going to be a trial that comes behind that and just understand that there's nothing value where it doesn't come with work. Um, And that's so important when it comes to doing for self is understanding that doing for self, it doesn't mean that you just automatically everything is easy peasy. That is actually more work, especially if you don't have the system, you don't have a team in place. Um, So just keeping that in mind. um, And I just use that today as well, because as I strive and continue to do for self and and build my business, I have to understand that if you're not willing to be consistent in the execution to do so, even if you have a plan and you put your six, eight months, 12 months of savings away, that'll start to dwindle if you're not executing on a consistent. Basis, and you'll find yourself being desperate and making moves that that are emotion based versus fact based as well. So, I, I just wanted to leave on that. That's what i
3: like. brother, Mr. Wash.
2: Oh, can okay, you hear me? Yes, sir. all right so uh I'm I'm, I'm I'm listening I'm listening I think I get more from listening uh what I was gonna say is uh is if people in our past have they have uh all right so this is based off what this is based off the things that I read they have at least at the very least attempted to pay to pay a path for us but for, for some reason regardless of what state you go to for some reason, the land that they buy and they acquired, like it it always ends up somewhere else. Uh, so at, at yesterday, whenever I was reading something, I was just in my, in my mind, I was telling myself, in order to avoid that again, then maybe we, maybe, uh, maybe certain, we need, we need to be placed in certain positions. So if, uh, let's say, uh, let's say, uh, let's say I was about 500 acres and, I, and, 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 and the, uh, not me, but let's say our generation was about 500 acres and develop it into a city. Uh, what what what? Something needs to be done. Where hundred years from now, two hundred years from now, it's not turned into a, a park. That's all I wanted to say. I'm listening.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing, brother. And then next up, and probably last, we have brother Wheel.
13: Peace, family. Uh, thanks again for constantly having the power call. It's been definitely adding value to my life. I only have, I believe I only have one point that, that stood out to me the most. There was a lot of points, but the one that stood out to me the most was when the minister uh, or brother minister Nuri uh, was speaking about the love of money being the root of all evil. And then I love it when he broke it down and said, "When well, we live for money. That's when we start uh, tapping into the root of all evil. So it helped me realize that, OK, no, I, my, my purpose of life is to serve God. And uh, as a husband, to served my wife. So I had to just mentally, I, I'm rearranging the way that I view things, the way that I view my life and how I'm living, because I never wanted to be living for money, because now I see that that is wrong. So that was one, one main point that stood out for me. Um, thank you, Brother Ben, even for, uh, I know you did a, uh, you were talking the other day about to business owners, and that helped me out as well, because as a business owner, you helped me basically reprogram my mind and to see a vision. On what i actually want to bring into tuition so thank you for that and
3: uh you all be blessed Peach. man all praise is due to Allah. great feedback today family again uh www.thepowercall.net if you would like to join the online community um you can join for free you don't have to pay anything if you don't want uh oh got an update sister courtney did agree Uh, so I talked to her yesterday she says she will 100% present to us so she will be coming up uh, I don't know what day hopefully we can get her maybe this week but she is excited to come on and present to you guys Uh, for those of you all who are on the premium side if you have not checked out the master my money section inside of the power call I, I highly highly encourage you to check it out because she's talking about routines and you know tips and things that she do to help manage and you know take control of your money because money is you know it's, it's a currency so it's going to flow. It's not meant to just sit in your bank account you know all day long it's, it's meant to be used as a tool. For assets, right, and things that we may want from the assets. So, but if we don't know what we're doing with it, if we're not managing it, if we're not looking at it, we don't really know what adjustments we have to make. So she makes a lot of great points. She gives us some things that we can do uh, to to manage it better inside of that inside of that class, and hopefully she'll give us a lot more. Um, Uh, She'll give us a lot more uh, this week if she comes on this week for the person who asked about how to how to get premium, um, get with one of the staff members, uh, Brother Wesley, Sister Alexis, or you can just simply ask inside of the chat side. So when you click home, there's a chat on the app and then you can just ask and maybe you can get an answer from one of us if we have the time uh, on there. But typically what you have to do is you got to go inside the app, www.thepowercall.net, make a profile, and then you upgrade by going to your uh, up, doing it from your browser. You can't do it from your app yet. If you got an iPhone, you can't do it from your app. I think if you got Android, you can do it. You're just going to hit general. You're going to see it on the side. You hit general, and then you should see it where you can upgrade um, at the top. All right. So thank y'all for listening and make sure y'all be back tomorrow, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Time for part two of Do For Self from begging to building. And remember to bring a guest. Right. So 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 remember to bring a, a, a guest if you can. Hey, man, just come check it out. You know, we would like to hear their feedback. And if you're new We always like to hear your feedback as well. And don't think, oh, I'm not smart enough or I ain't got nothing. Oh, I just got a little something to say. No, man, that may be something big that may impact somebody's life. The little small perspective, you know, some people value those just little perspectives uh, that people have. You know, uh, certain things is going to stand out to you that don't stand out to us just based on what we're going through in life. There are certain lectures when you go back and hear it or go back and listen to it. Um uh two, three years later, you say, Man, I didn't notice the minister said that. Oh, I didn't know Brother Neary said that oh, I didn't know this person said that. I didn't really catch that the first time because we're at different places in our lives that make certain things stand out. So don't, don't be afraid to share, even if it's uh, oh, well, this is the only one thing that stood out for me. That may be the one thing that man just makes somebody day. A whole year so much better because they've been pondering on that and they've been trying to understand that. And maybe they walked away from the phone, maybe they walked away from the computer, and you reminded them of something that was said. So I encourage you all to share uh, if you can. So with that being said, thank y'all for listening. Inshallah, we'll see you guys in the morning um, at 9 a.m. Central Time. Peace.
2: Is
4: Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the ministry.